We're back. We're back. G'day, everyone. Hello. Oh, welcome to another episode of Smash. <laughs> Smash. Smaths. Smaths. No. Wel- welcome to good old Uncle Bob and good old un- Uncle Paz. What ep are we at? We are at ep 10, I'm pretty Dublave. sure. Duble Duble We've hit the double digits. The Duble digits. Next How good's that? Next step's the uh, the famous 11. It's gone quick. It has gone quite quick. That means we've done it for 20 weeks. That's almost six months worth of podcasting. It doesn't feel like we've done that for six months. Nah, maybe nah. maybe after this I'll go back months? and... Uh, it's been six months already. No way. Oh, fuck. Two, We're two, getting there, bro. 20, Shit. Ten, 20 weeks. We 20 weeks sometime of pod. in Feb. Anyway, today's episode, <laughs> we want to talk about social media, the we evolution do. of social media. Uh, and how we've seen it develop over the last, I'd say probably 15 years since we were probably in middle school when it all started to really unravel from the days of MySpace. Pandora's My- box was was opened when we were probably in year seven or eight, I would say. when That's when Facebook came around. Do you mm. remember? I mean, yeah. at, at school it was. Yeah. Um, well, before- MySpace was around. Was MySpace yeah, nah. around in primary school? Yeah, yeah it was because I remember having My- MySpace when we were in year five and six and they were the days for people that are too young to understand what MySpace is. It was just, what would you even call it, bro? It was My, just MySpace. Like a, yeah, MySpace was like almost a personal website, like with, with, uh, like a bio. With your top you friends, you had your top friends. You had to choose your top friends. You'd be able to insert your favorite song onto that page, and then anyone from MySpace could comment on your page. That's right, and, you and had then your it top, would be like a thread. You had your top friends there, and you know you kind of had to jumble them up and I personally don't think it would work these days because it, like if you think about it now it's, it was very shallow like everyone used to be commenting um on each other's profiles just the most <laughs> stupid shit that meant absolutely nothing like at least there was no there was not no images so like it you was... couldn't upload an image of you and your mate it was like hey met you at party adding you on myspace hope look, that's okay <laughs> you look nice xx yeah and then you used to have your top friends, which was like probably – do you think the top friends on MySpace was the reason why it became sticky because people wanted to know who mm. each other's top friends were? Like uh, if I had you at number two and then I had some other guy at number three, uh, at number one and then everyone's like, oh, he's number one. Well, do, do you think that's why it was sticky or do you think they actually had – like a network effect. As in sticky, sticky as in staying sticky, like why people kept using it. Yeah, why I people kept using it. I definitely it. remember myself being like, I want to be in other people's top friends and, yeah. and, and I'm I'm making sure that I've got this person in my top friends. So and like, yeah. you know, it would kind of be like, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. Yeah. So and, and, definitely. And it, matched, and it matched MSN as well. If, if anyone doesn't know what MSN was, it was like, it was your Hotmail email and you used to do MSN Messenger and in your MSN, uh, was it a bio or yeah. like a? It was. You used to have you could change the names. it on the fly. <laughs> you used to have like uh, in um, in brackets why, which is like, is that like the the like, like your I'm besties. tight with besties. I'm tight yeah, with yeah, these yeah, yeah. mofo's, yeah. and, then, and you uh, list them all. You list, you list like five people, and if you weren't on that list, oh man, yeah, shit was going down. No, but the thing is with those bios as well, like you could change like the wind, you know. You're like, oh, someday you're feeling a little bit sad, and then you, yeah, you know, some guy didn't didn't let you, you know, use his lunch money. Fuck that guy. He's on my, he's on my list. But yeah, it, do but, you think do you think that's why it was sticky? Like, I think because so. why else would people use MySpace? I think so. I think, and then back then, like think about it, it was just the the early signs of social networks on uh, the internet as well. Yeah. So these were the, the 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 stepping stones that kind of led to Facebook, which kind of 
yeah, became. So in, in, in your eyes, what was the difference between when you used to use MySpace and when we started using Facebook? Like what stands out to you anecdotally, because this yeah. is all anecdotal this whole episode, um, between between the two? Like what made you want to use Facebook? No, I remember Facebook, the the reason why everyone got into it was obviously the network network effect of, well, one person got it to the next and it just kind of became this exponential growth to everyone. But the main reason was one, obviously to connect with everyone and be like, oh, yeah, I'm part of the cool kids. And also I remember there used to be a lot of games that used to be plugged yeah. in through the, the Facebook API that you could just play all these random stupid, just like small little basic mini games. games. Basic, yeah. basic as fuck games. Uh, and then that's how it really started to pop off. And then you could verse someone else as a friend and then it would kind of pop up on your feed or something yep. and then other people could see it and then everyone else wanted to join in. So I think that was the my anecdotal evidence to, I mean, my story and take to what drew me towards Facebook. Because yep. I can't remember what, what else. Because you could have messaged, could you message people at the very uh, I've just searched age? that. You're a good man. You read my mind. So I just, I just um, Googled it. Facebook Messenger launched in 2011. So yeah, we were so, in year 10. So we, Before that, but, it was purely that, about but I remember, posting on people. I, I remember being just chilling with mates and, yeah. you know, you'd go to someone's house and one person would be on Facebook just yeah. playing a game versus someone else. Yeah. Sometimes it would be, you know, a guy. It was, it was that and images, you would say, like posts. Like I yeah. posted and it was chronological, I remember. Yeah. So you would want to post. Yeah. And then other people can interact with your posts, whereas MySpace was only your profile and people had to come to your profile to comment and talk to you. And there was no images. So you're you're limited by who wanted to come onto your website basically rather than Facebook was a feed, an aggregate feed of everyone's posts in one spot that you could like interact with just by scrolling. Well, that's what- And that's um, what scrolling, why scrolling became so powerful. No, no, I remember hearing that, Facebook were basically the ones that invented the newsfeed for yep. uh, these platforms. Before that, there was nothing. You're right. It was just MySpace. You go on someone else's profile and someone else goes on your profile and that's it. Yep. So there was, that, yeah, there was no scroll culture. Nah, they, they were the first to do it and, and, and now it just developed into everything else that we see today. But that was like 10 years ago when Facebook kind of came into the scene, uh, came onto the scene. I remember after that, then we got into Snapchat where yep. – the disappearing images and videos kind of popped off and I, I still know now, like again, anecdotally that a lot of young kids still absolutely love using Snapchat, but more or less the Snapchat function, like the, sorry, the chat function now. Yep. That has been the most popular thing that uh, we have seen or I know I see a lot of, uh, I've got younger cousins and um, siblings that, I mean, they're still in the 20s and I personally still use it as well. So it's just crazy how it kind of developed from, you know, just news feeds and then image and video sharing and Instagram also copying. Instagram was like Instagram. Again, was the game changer in my opinion. Instagram again, game changer. And again, we like, we haven't kind of really top covered Instagram yet, but they had their own sort of disappearing image video based stories that they ended up calling, which I mean, everyone still uses today. So Stories were a copy of Snapchat, right? Yeah, they copied. They, they copied Snapchat. They copied. But like, I, don't, I can't remember if stories had if Snapchat had stories up already because I remember first there was no stories. It was just you could snap someone yeah. in like it was just personal messages. Yeah. There was no text either. It was just I snap you a photo 
And then uh, like, I think you might've been able to put the, the text in the photo to begin with. Correct. Then they developed it into, uh, into uh, the stories and then maybe chat because chat was came, came really late. And now that's what everyone uses now. Yep. On Snapchat that is. Yeah. Snapchat's become a, a messaging platform. The other thing I love about Snap, we always talk about it is the ability to save your camera roll and, and it's oh. all neatly packaged into a timeline but do you reckon, of your life, which makes it so much better. But like if you think about it, photos, like as in Apple photos, you just go, they do the same thing. It's neatly But packaged. I think there's a lot of, it's, would bro, you bro, say bro, there's a lot of bloat it. in Apple photo, like your camera roll? Or is it like, knows. why am I obsessed with Snapchat? This is my question. Do you is think it the we're stuff obs- that we're Snapchatting? Do you, do you reckon it's because that it's, yeah, exactly. Like it's created this network effect of you sending Snapchats to a group of friends. Yeah that you yourself enjoy and you're like, Haha, I'll save that for a later date because yeah. I like looking back on that. Like my mindset now is if I'm sending something to all my mates uh, or like the group chat we've got with the boys, you're just like, I'm going to send it. And if it's something funny or something that you know that you're going to like to look back on, you'll just save it for this time next year where you get to see it again. And for me, it's like, ah, oh, you know, you kind of reminisce on, on where you were. Agreed. So like if we unpack that, I would say you Snapchat more technically more memorable moments to yourself and your friends than what you would just, just save take to your camera photo. roll. Yeah, like, like your camera so roll true. might be like you, 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 you take a picture of you and someone at a party, but like when well, number one, that's not memorable. And number two, you're probably going to upload that to Instagram or you take pictures of random shit. Like, oh, the other day I was going, I wanted to buy, let's just say I wanted to buy a pair of headphones and I was like in JB Hi-Fi, take a picture of the headphones, go home and then buy it online, for example. But like you don't want that on your Snapchat. So in my opinion, there's more bloat on camera roll and they're also not as memorable as like your Snapchat. Everything on my Snapchat is something that I want to see. Yeah. And when they think, show me my memories on Snapchat, I'm like, fuck, and, such a good time in my life. You, you know why else I think there's a lot of bloat on Insta- uh, Instagram on uh, photos is because people will then look to use their photos to post stuff on places like Instagram and Facebook yeah. where on Snapchat you can't really do that. You're kind of just, well, I'm taking a snap, I'm sending You're it right, and that's bro. it. Whereas like I know I'm using Vanessa. They take 50 photos and then they upload one. Yeah. Like and look at but all they that save the 50 photos. I just had Vanessa who was just telling me like, oh, my God, so many stupid photos like so much bloat here on my photos and that's because she's obviously trying to find the perfect photo and uh obviously like you know nowadays people making tiktoks and stuff and i know they're using photos so 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 snapchat is like almost a one and done you can't really just keep taking snapchats it's a and if you do it's like a take it save it delete it take it save it delete it you can't just just go bang 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 like a shutter I'd love to know. If Which every, makes Snapchat so good. But I'd love to know if we're the only one, like not- We're obsessed with it, we're but no obsessed one else. with it because like, again, we've grown up kind of using it since we were, I reckon, when did it come out? 16 maybe? Agreed. When we were 11 and 12, so 16. I guess, yeah. Um, Let us know. The other rise, which as <laughs> we were talking wrong. about this, it's, um, uh, I just looked up that the social, like from 2013, uh, which was 10 years ago, the social media users access social media on their- sorry, 40% of social media users accessed it on their mobile devices, whereas now that number is over 90%. So I think that kind of ties into the use of apps like Snapchat and apps yep. like Instagram, but also I think it's just a draw uh, or like this huge emphasis that everyone has started to place on mobile phones. Yep. Uh, and that's a huge rise of, again, 
that's kind of why TikTok has been so successful as well. Um, we can touch on like TikTok and YouTube and, and things like those things, like video format, video formatting and um, obviously creating content. And now the most, I'd say, effective use of content and a way to get yourself out there um, if you're a creator or even if you're not a creator and you just want to make some content that, that kind of gets some some views would be short form video. And I know you love your short form video, don't you? I do. I do. I do enjoy my reels. I do enjoy my shorts. Um, tell me. Sorry, before you start. Yeah, I had a thought. Go, sorry. Tell me <laughs> before you start your thought. <laughs> if there has been a more addictive form of content to consume than short form video, not. There's nothing more rabbit holey than short form video, because you can consume so much different, like such a variety of content, and get so entrenched in it and the algorithm knows exactly what you're watching for longer and it just keeps shuffling it in front of you and then you're just automatically playing it and then it's just game over. Yeah. And then the other thing <laughs> is that it's so easy to make videos now because yeah. you can repurpose content, you can put it with uh, trending music yeah. and it's it just gets you, it really reels you in. And I was actually, this has actually reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen sometimes where they'll show you a video and it's a split screen and yeah. half the screen is oh, like, a, half the screen is like, yeah, in my case, it doesn't happen anymore, but they used to have the GTA car driving yeah, yeah, yeah. around. I still see it. Oh, you still see it? Yeah, there you I go. And I think they've done, there's there's newer ones of like, oh, oh, the what was the game we used to play? The, when you're running away from like- Temple Run? Temple Run. Yeah, Temple yeah, yeah, run. yeah. And they've got that on the bottom. And that's essentially there to keep you, like get, you're watching get, get it your attention. And it's just someone talking. It, it's just, it's to get you hooked straight away. So like, it's crazy yeah. how they've like, people are trying to manipulate, like I need to, I need to get this person's attention, get you to like, by watching that, just to listen to what the yeah. other, the video is. It becomes crazy. a genre. It becomes a genre of content. It's crazy. Like people will just start using that temporal run stuff just to make sure people are watching. It's fucking bananas. Anyway, I was going to preface this whole short form video with, okay, <clears throat> MySpace was around and it was only on desktops. There was no mobiles. iPhone wasn't really even around. What's allowed everyone to move to mobile, as you were just saying before, and also us to be able to move to video as well, is obviously um, almost like a double or tripling every year of technology, technology um, chips, and also the ability to transmit more data and low, like obviously lower latency and being able to trip, transmit more data. Like you couldn't physically just post a video on Instagram that was a minute long in 2010. It just no. didn't happen. And like the quality of the photos you were posting were absolutely horrendous. I remember the first photos that we were able to post and we were addicted to like the Instagram posts. I'm pretty sure it was just 1080 by 1080. Or even lower, could have been seven twenty by seven twenty, but it was only a square. It was peanuts. You had to make it a square. Mm. You couldn't do um, like reels or take up a whole screen. So I think technology has basically dictated how much people can use these platforms, as much as the social media platforms has dictated how much technologies have to grow. Like there's a synergy between all of this stuff. Yeah. That will obviously continue to get better. Obviously, we're we're looking forward into AI, AR and like VR, all, VR that kind of all of that stuff. And that's only going to be enabled by the ability for us to transmit even more data, which is why, you know, you see 5G coming out and you can basically, your 5G connection for those of us in Australia 
our 5G connection in the next few years, if they build enough towers and infrastructure, will be faster than the MBN network that we have. So we'll be able to um, – what, what's the Apple? Is it Vision? Vision Apple Pro. V- Vision Pros. Like you'll be able to walk around on the street with your Vision Pros mm. projecting on 5G like your whole infrastructure and, and um, mm. operating system without any latency – and your computer at home is going to be slower than what your Vision Pros are going to be. Like it's going to be freaking bananas. It's crazy. So like we'll look back at this time, I feel like, in 10 years and be like, wow, remember when we used to do Instagram and YouTube shorts throughout and you actually used to have to scroll on your phone and all this BS? Like we don't actually know where it's going to be and I think the barriers of, you know, transferring data as well as the software that that, that is actually written, both of those have to come together in a – beautiful concoction for us to achieve paradigm shifts and new network effects on new apps and new um, platforms and technologies, which is just so interesting. You could just. It's crazy. And, and the more I've been seeing, like, like we're going to keep touching on technology, every single one of these platforms, whether it be Meta, Google, um, obviously OpenAI, and they're all pushing their, uh, their own AI and trying to develop it, yep. develop it. Uh, to me. And, and I've, I've also seen, um, Mark Zuckerberg, the uh, founder of Facebook, talk about this, how there won't just be one AI that people look to. There's not going to be one, like, you know how they're always saying, like, oh, you're going to have an assistant, right? Like like, everyone thinks of general intelligence, like you have Jarvis and he's just there and he's he's the only general intelligence. Whereas whereas you have like, whether it be chatbots or uh, in the future, some sort of, uh, assistant that will help you in, in certain situations and in certain w- whether you're using certain apps. Just like right now, we use Instagram, you use Snapchat, you use Facebook. It, it's the same sort of concept, but for AI. Yeah. So just imagine you kind of if AR does kind of take off and these Vision Pros absolutely destroy. You know, you could have that plus your own assistant for if you're a creator and then Google have this really good way of kind of being able to um, you you're making your content and Google have a way for you to. Uh, have an AI assistant that can respond to messages and stuff the way you want. So you set yep. those parameters, which is just crazy to think of. And you're like, that's like, sounds like you're in a sci-fi movie, but with the, 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 the rate of growth of technology and the way there it's, everything's heading. It does sound like, I mean, it is a very possible uh, future. It's just whether or not people kind of start to accept it and it just becomes like the norm, yep. which it's so hard to predict because, well, if you look back 20 years and, and how far we've come and social media and phones, yeah. it would be so hard to kind of. At the, yeah, at the end of the day, the consumer dictates what is going to be the next technology because mm-hmm. people have to invest and buy into something for it to be adopted. And what's, is, isn't there a, um, like an adoption rate like as a percentage where it gets past a point of no return where it just becomes like. It grows exponentially. Is it like three or five percent? Five percent. Five percent. Five percent. So, like, if you can get five percent of the world on Vision Pro, it's going to be the next big thing. And then all of the, um, you know, your Disney's and your, uh, well, yeah, your Disney's and your Metas and all those people are going to be building out their own infrastructure for the Vision Pro, um, for example, which is the hardware. So. We're, we're getting onto AI here. <laughs> we're getting we, onto AI. We talked about social media and now, and now we're. It's almost been like a nice chronological, like we, we uh, order. <laughs> We've gone from the past to the present to the future and now we're coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but we can we can touch <laughs> we can really dive deep. I find deep. it so interesting. I, AI is is such a huge topic at the moment because the possibilities are genuinely endless. Uh, it's a buzzword, really. Such an early stage of all the adaptions and anyway. Whew. That's juicy. If we go back to social media, right? We were talking, <laughs> we were talking about short form video and TikToks yeah. and stuff. Uh, the other thing that obviously kind of really popped off over the last ten years is just the again we mentioned YouTube. It's the creator economy and the amount of content you can view on YouTube. Yep. And I was thinking about this. I, I think about it quite a lot. But how much information is ready to you at your disposal on YouTube? where it's almost the most powerful thing for individuals nowadays is to be able to um, facilitate, no, I would say filter the content that you're watching and actually pass through that information as information that you will kind of deem relevant and uh, something that you hold for like as a true belief into your core because it's so easy now if you start watching videos on, what's a good example? I don't know. Let's use the economy and, and like general, like everyone's got their own opinions, markets, like someone's going to be a day trader, other one's going to be a freaking yeah. uh, long-term investor. And then someone's selling you, a Ponzi scheme. Someone's selling a Ponzi scheme. And there's so many things saying you got to do this <laughs> and you got to do this, that the, the, the ones that actually do the best now, the ones that actually can know how to compile information and just kind of sift through and, and almost like just disregard certain things they're listening to because- That is a very good point. Because think about the amount of things and and content you can view, short form, and short form actually makes this even harder because now instead of all the fluff, they come and they give you just pieces of nuggets straight away. Yeah, but it is harder to take in the short form content and remember it. Definitely. Like if you watch a long form 12-minute YouTube video about the solar system, you're more likely to take in nuggets of that than take in 15 seconds of a scientist just talking about Jupiter and its moons or something like but that. But then how how much how much does it does I know uh, you watch uh, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a 15 second, a quick little 10 second video of Neil deGrasse Tyson saying yeah. uh freaking I don't know the moon is some controls stuff, the freaking yeah, whatever. the, the tides and, and or something. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I read something the other day or you're like, oh, I listened to something yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. Like it, it'll that, trigger you. That one little piece of information, you're like, huh. You put that with a nice uh, music and it's there. You know what comes to mind when I think of, sorry, this is like moving on. No, no, it's good. But you know what comes to mind when I think of all this short form content that I'm able to consume and learn? Like I watch YouTube videos and like one day I'll watch a a YouTube video about engineering and skyscrapers. The next day it'll be the cosmos (coughs) and the next day it'll be animals and then I'll chuck a bit of Jogan in there and watch talk about him where talking about a gorilla versus a bear or something like that. (laughs) Like I'll I'll have a nice variety of information. But if you wind the clock back to when we were sort of before like 10 years old, five years old, and I remember you, you said this to me the other day about your dad's office. We... To learn and to rely on information, especially um, not from our teachers and stuff, it used to be books like Mm. the Encyclopedia Britannica books and all that sort of stuff to learn about the world and what's in it and how things are built and physics and all that. Mm. And it was so much harder to consume that that value because like it was written in old English or it was way too formal for just, you know, um, it wasn't in layman's terms, in other words. It wasn't colloquial. Whereas Mm. these YouTube videos are so relatable and Mm. give so much value that I think that like if you're not able to to watch these and consume it, it's just, I don't want to say it's lazy, but it's gotten so much easier to be smart and to know stuff 
back them back in the day for our for our fathers or generations before them to consume this knowledge. Mm. Like we are so lucky to be able to just watch these YouTube shorts. And then I'll go to dinner tonight with my dad and be like, oh, Joan, did you hear about the uh, uh, the new rocket that uh, uh, Elon Musk sent into the sky and he was talking about the shape of it and all that sort of stuff? We never would have been able to get so any true. of that information when we were when we were young or my dad or your father or our parents would never have been able to get that sort of late low latency in getting new information every day and being down a rabbit hole and watching it and then just consuming and working out how a building's being built. Like the rate of productivity must be incredibly high, but well, way higher than it used to ever be because you've got so many more people that know so much more stuff and are so much less sheltered than previous generations to knowledge that would you assume that as years go by, we will only speed up our uh rate of productivity and, and, and what we do? Or do you think that like we'll fall into some sort of level of complacency where we just watch videos of Temple Run and then nothing ever happens? Like what do you – it's, it's sorry, that was a, that no, was a no, tangent, no, no. but how – But it's crazy. It's, it's such a good question because like – Plus AI it, will help us. Like this is the thing, the, the rate of growth of technology has allowed yeah. us to be able to do all these things. Yeah. And – at the end of the day, if you get the same person that was obviously around in, let's just say, 1980s, 1990s, before all this information was so readily accessible to them and then being able to consume that content and knowledge, if they have the same sort of work ethic that they had over then, you would assume that- They'd be geniuses. They'd be bro. geniuses. But at the end of the, then <laughs> what, the same thing applies to everyone else because everyone else has that information ready for them. So really the same equation applies. is like, well, how much yep. information and, and can I take in versus the guy next to me, which they would obviously have the same thing, tools at disposal. Um, and I think it just still comes back down to like how well is that person able to uh, apply those things into relevant action? Yeah. Um, so would you say it's a law of diminishing returns no. in terms of everyone's like a lot more people have a lot more intelligence and know a lot more stuff, but the m smartest people are no longer as smart, uh, like the delta between the smartest and the least smart people. In I think it's a, uh, again, this is a personal opinion, but I think the Delta would still be the same as in the difference yeah. between the smartest. Cause and they would the, just consume like they would just consume more. more and they would want to. Cause now the, if you want to consume more than what you could, it's like crazy. think of Elon Musk back in the eighties or nineties when he was growing up and he only had books, but now he's got books and Google and yeah. AI at his disposal. How much smarter would he be now than he would there? As oh. long as his work ethics the same. Like yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't he just be, Freaking, he would probably just be able to teleport us to another galaxy. Yeah. It's almost like, you know how we look back at, let's just say the ancient Egyptians, right? And they're like moving stone up up the Nile and they're trying to build these pyramids. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh, we won't, we'll, get, we'll get into that in another episode. But supposedly that that is what they did, right? And we look back and we're like, well, we're building skyscrapers, so that's not that impressive. Mm. But like what's impressive to people in a thousand years is not going to be building skyscrapers. It's going to be something completely different. Yep. And then they're going to look at us like we are, are back in the stone age or back in the, back in the, the BCs because the rate of progression, and it's not going to take thousands of years to get to that point because of Moore's law and how fast we're rapidly yep. progressing in terms of technology. It's going to take, instead of the, the Egyptians were around what, 3000 years ago, it's going to take 
500 years and they're going to look back at this time when we were on Facebook and be like, well, what, what's going on? I keep going into these crazy tangents, no, um, but, but it's it's all very relevant and it's crazy when you say all those things that um, technology and social media have really only started to take effect since the internet, which was only accessible to the public in the 1990s. Yeah. So. I mean, it's been, what, 30, not even 30 years, and this is how much we've done. So imagine slapping on another 30 years of exponential growth because it's, it's crazy, not like we're, we're, we're growing linearly. Uh, and that's that's why all these topics about social media and and building businesses in these times, it's never just going to be as simple as just copy what they did in the past or yep. because you can't. You can't, there's, there's obviously certain principles that you can apply when, you know, starting businesses. Um, again, now I've started to go about how this, this can apply to business. But the principles will, will apply to, you know, how to start one and how to build one. But the ideas of what is actually relevant and the trends and what people will look for is always going to be the, the, the number one question to how you can start something special. Exactly and right. And what, what are the problems to solve because – the problems now are way different to what they were 30 years ago. Exactly right. It's crazy. Yeah, so, so I think, social media. I think, yeah, well, <laughs> this has been a really open discussion, but I've, I've really unpacked a lot and, and I'm going to leave you with this. If, you, if you're still here at this app, like I'm just going to leave you with a nugget. The other day, and I implore you to Google this yourself because it's so fucking interesting. Internet, how it gets around the world, right? You've got... Um, the those land those lines under the ocean lines under the ocean but have you ever searched a map of the lines the lines lines under the ocean it's genuinely crazy and when you look when you watch these youtube videos just search um how does how how does internet work around the world it's lines under the ocean obviously and it looks like you know your telephone poles under the ocean um and you've got um starlink sending satellites up into the air yeah but it's just still not ever going to be fast enough than something that's been around for 200 years mm-hmm. because it was in the wild, wild west and we were doing um, telephone lines and all that sort of stuff. It's just like literally a, a, a four-inch thick piece of fibre optic cable that goes from here, it wraps around Australia, goes through Indonesia, mm. up to China, across to America, through Europe. It's genuinely crazy and we will consume on our mobile devices and our vision pros and for for the foreseeable future it seems through the same cables that we've had the internet for for 30 years so that's something that it doesn't look like is going away anytime soon it's only going to get more accessible for the people that don't have this mm. infrastructure built out already so you know those those 5g towers are those 5g towers connected to the uh the, so the lines under the ocean bro yeah. and then is it true that the one that like there's only uh a couple like hubs of where the actual internet is held so like for example i heard something this i heard this ages ago i don't know how true it is whereas the u.s the internet like kind of the foundation is there and then we've got less strength here in australia because the lines are coming from the u.s we have less lines yeah so like the the u.s has multiple different um connections and nodes Mm. or i don't even know what the word would be but it has multiple nodes but there's only one or it seems like when you watch these videos, there's only one internet line going around Australia. So if a freaking shark bites it, we're done. Fact. We're absolutely done. But America has multiple ways for internet to mm. get into America, but which the, is just bananas. So the only thing, so like 
when we've got 4G and yep. all that kind of stuff here, they say it's all the adolet, uh, uh, the um, satellites. Yeah. Wait, no, satellites aren't 4G. Okay, so 4G is from 4G's towers, f- the towers as well. From the towers, the which are radio radio signals or whatever, yeah. the 5G signals, 5 gigahertz signals, but it's still coming from the nodes under the ground, which are coming from wherever the uh, data nodes are, data centers are, which are all around the world. Mm. Because like if, if Amazon a, uh, Web Services has Shopify's data, for example, and we're trying to access Shopify's data, our computer will contact MBN who will contact some central hub mm. in Australia who will then send it to Amazon Web Services data center in Vancouver or I don't even know where Shopify's data would be. It's probably fragmented all over the world. And then it comes back in a split second at almost the speed of light to our computer to load whatever we tried to click on. That's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, I was watching a YouTube video the other day and it was absolutely crazy. So the only thing that's not with the internet related is Starlink, which Starlink. is obviously they've got the satellites that are just going all around the world. Yeah, but again, that's not the speed of light. These f- cables under the under this sea are almost the speed of light because it's sending light signals across the ocean right. or under the ocean, whereas the signal coming from these Starlinks, the latency is a little bit yeah, I know. higher. Yeah. So it's still like unbelievably good, but I don't think it's ever going to – well, it doesn't seem like it's going to be as fast as the speed of light yet. It seems. I don't know. This is just me speaking like an absolute layman, but it was so interesting and Such I absolutely a layman. loved it. Anyway, it's been a great app of talking about uh, social media and technology. And I think we technology. ended up I, talking I, a lot about technology yeah. as a whole. So and, and it's something that interests us both a lot. So it does. we could talk about this for hours. Um, and we probably will going forward. So thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.